What we've got here is failure to communicate. Hello and welcome to episode 272 of Failing to Communicate, the podcast where I talk about movies, TV, video games, and mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Bob Fallon, and uh, just a quick check-in this week. Nothing major to talk about um, in sports. <laughs> My beloved Orioles have traded star shortstop Manny Machado to the Los Angeles Dodgers for five prospects. One really good one. But, uh, yeah, so that's been a part depressing, part hopeful, and that maybe we're going to rebuild in a correct way but that's not what this podcast is about but that's been what has been taking up most of my attention the past few days um let's see movie wise recently i have gone to see a couple things in theaters i saw won't you be my neighbor the mr rogers documentary that is getting rave reviews and it's easy to see why after seeing the movie it's a uh a very nice film about a nice person that's emotionally charged at times, especially towards the end. Um, yeah, it's really good. I would recommend it to anybody, whether you really, you know, were aware of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood growing up or not. Um, I would say it starts out pretty conventional for the first 20 minutes or so, and that was, like, not as interesting, but... After a while, it really does uh, go in different places that uh, captured my attention, at least. And, yeah, very pleasant movie. Highly recommended to anybody. I would also recommend people who don't mind weird movies. Movies that go a little out there to try to get their point across. To check out Sorry to Bother You. This is the movie that I think premiered at Sundance, starring Lakeith Stanfield from FX is Atlanta. Um, also has Tessa Thompson and a bunch of other familiar names or, or voices, should I say. Um, it's about a, a black telemarketer who gets a job at a telemarketing agency, and he's not doing so well until Danny Glover his character explains to him that if he just uses his white voice you know then then he'll start seeing the sales rack rack up so he does he becomes really successful at it gets a promotion to the upper levels of the company and that's when things really go off the deep end and that's when the movie gets really interesting and really good in my opinion i felt like the weirder the movie got the better it was pretty fascinating i like that the movie is trying to is is saying something it's getting a point across sometimes subtle sometimes not so much um the acting is superb all around the board it's well written it's uh i think the director's name is boots riley i believe it's his directorial debut that i think but uh, you can kind of tell he's young in his career, directing career. It's a little bit sloppy at times, but you can definitely see this guy's potential. I mean, this movie is, at times, brilliant. At other times, mm, cl- 
clever or too clever maybe I don't know uh, the potential is there if he could just you know really capitalize on these brilliant moments at least what I thought was brilliant in the movie um, I think this is definitely a director to watch Lakeith Stanfield is an actor that is on the rise big time and uh, I'm happy to see it as a fan of Atlanta uh, yeah that movie is great um, I would give Won't You Be My Neighbor like a an 8.5 out of 10 and Sorry to Bother You like a light 8 I know I said the movie is great and I'm only I'm giving it a lesser grade than Won't You Be, un- be My Neighbor uh, I think the more I think about Sorry to Bother You the more the messy parts of the film or the things I didn't love quite as much aren't sticking in my mind as much as the things that I did so I don't know, maybe that movie will rise in my estimation over time. But yeah, it was a good week for movies for me. Uh, back-to-back days going to the movies using my movie pass. Racking up the regal points on my card. Good times. Uh, TV. I forgot to talk about the Sharp Objects, HBO's new miniseries. Starring Amy Adams, Patricia Clarkson, written by Gillian Flynn, who wrote Gone Girl. Um... Yeah, the book that she wrote it's based off. And I think someone that was involved with Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the showrunner and maybe the writer of the actual show itself. But it's about a woman, played by Amy Adams, Camille, who is a journalist in St. Louis. And she's obviously got some issues, a drinking problem. Uh, stuff's going on. Her boss sends her back to her old hometown at Wind Gap, Missouri, where there's been a murder of a young girl and then another young girl who disappeared, so it's a possible serial killer. Boss sends her there to investigate and also to work on her demons. And obviously Amy Adams, great movie actress, I believe, at least the first time I've ever seen her on a TV show. She's amazing as always, great actress, of course. Um, but the show really reminds me of the first season of True Detective, at least so far. Uh, and that's high praise, but I think it's deserving of it after the first two episodes. I, I mean, it's it's like True Detective, but from a journalist angle instead of like a detective angle. And yeah, it's got some twists and turns. It's directed by Jean-Marc Vallée, who did Big Little Lies for HBO last year which I enjoyed tremendously. Just a lot of great ingredients that add up. Valet's direction is really good. Um, He knows how to use the camera to get things across, and he's using tricks like flashbacks and like um, hallucination-type things to really slowly get you oriented into this story and her backstory and her place there and really interested to see how the show continues from here and um yeah i think that's everything on the tv front i haven't played any video games so i will switch on to mma which had the boise fight night card this past weekend pretty deep card for a fox sports one card uh, main event was Junior Dos Santos against Blagoy Ivanov, and I, I picked Ivanov 
to knock out JDS just because I feel like he was shopworn and maybe fading a bit, a little inactive, but I was wrong. JDS just did his, he boxed him up for five rounds, you know, controlled the fight. It was really never in doubt. Uh, it was a shutout. Kind of a boring fight, but it was a big win for JDS to get back into the thick of things. And, uh, yeah, so he he's back and uh, still got some heavyweight. Just, <laughs> you're never out of it, a heavyweight. You just string together a couple wins, impressive knockout. You could be in title contention. So good for him. Uh, he seems like a super nice guy uh, from every interview I've ever heard. He just seems like a ball of fun. Uh, yeah, seems really nice, <laughs> really nice guy. Uh, so good for him. Um, Sage Northcutt, impressive victory. Team Alpha Male working wonders with him. Up at 170 pounds. Knocked out Zach Ad- <laughs> I did hear how his name was pronounced. Otto? Otto. Zach Otto. He knocked him out with a hammer fist in the second round. Very impressive performance by Sage. Nearly got knocked out in the first 10 seconds of the fight. First punch thrown. Kind of wa- uh, had him seeing stars went to the ground survived and pretty much dominated the fight from there what else rick glenn defeated dennis bermudez by split decision i probably had a score for bermudez but man he just that's a guy who i think is shop worn he's lost three split decisions in a row now and he just does not seem he's a game fighter he's always in into it he never quits he's but just something seems off compared to when he was going on like a six or seven fight win streak back in the day. Any other highlights? Chad Mendez returned. This was the highlight of the night for me. Uh, I didn't realize it at the time. But yeah, it's awesome to have Chad Mendez back. He comes in against Miles Jury. Uh, they kind of just stared at each other, measured each other up for two minutes. Looked like... Lewis Ngannou, except it only lasted two minutes and not 15. And then Mendez got his confidence, found his range, and knocked Jury out. I think it's the first time Jury had been TKO'd or knocked out in any way in his career. It was super impressive. Mendez clearly still has the speed, the power, the athleticism that he always has. So, like I was mentioning in the preview, pretty awesome to have him back in the in the mix at featherweight. And speaking of featherweight, fight of the night for sure, Alex Volkanovsky against Darren Elkins. It, it's so, I mean, lived up to the hype. I, we knew this was going to be good. Uh, Elkins is tough as nails. He, his defense is to just eat punches and then, you know, trudge forward. <laughs> Always an action fight. He's taken a lot of damage in his career, especially recently, and that, that definitely continued on Saturday night when... Volkanovski just put it on him for three straight rounds and is a real legit prospect at this point. Yeah, before you could say he hadn't really fought anybody. Elkins is a tough customer. Maybe not the cream of the crap of the division, but a real test and he passed with flying colors and really interested to see what they do with him next. Featherweight is just is just on fire right now. Um... I guess the only other thing of note was a potential knockout of the year contender when Nico Price knocked out Randy Brown. Nico Price on his back and hooks his leg against Randy Brown's, the back of Randy Brown's head, uses that for leverage and knocks him out with hammer fist from the bottom 
unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. You always, at least I would think, why is anyone trying to really damage somebody from the bottom with punches? It's ne- That's never going to do anything. Well, here it certainly did. Knocked him out cold. Pretty crazy stuff. So, congrats to him. Uh, this weekend coming up, we have another fight night card, 135 in Hamburg, Germany, but... This is weak sauce. This is a rough event. Um, main event and co-main event are pretty much the only things of interest. I guess my scene Tybura versus Stefan Struve has some kind of interest in heavyweight, but not really for me. I will take Tybura by either decision or late submission there. But in the main event, we've got... Who the hell is it? Um, Shogun. Mauricio Shogun, who... Uh, is facing off against Anthony Smith, who just retired Rashad Evans last month or a few weeks ago, and he's getting a quick turnaround back at light heavyweight uh, after Volkan Ozdemir was pulled from the card to go fight Alexander Gustafson at UFC 227, and has since been uh, pulled from that fight due to injury, so that's... Uh, that's a thing that happened, and uh, Anthony Smith stepping up this should be a fun fight. I mean, Shogun, he doesn't fight often, but he is on a three-fight win streak. There's talk of him fighting Daniel Cormier for the light heavyweight belt. At least from Daniel Cormier, there's talk of that. And um, with the win, I think he might set himself up for potentially getting a huge fight. But I think Anthony Smith, too young, too too strong, too, you know, he's not as... as through the trenches of injuries and, and damage in fights as uh, Shogun has. I mean, he's not a rookie by any means. He's been in a lot of fights. He's not super young, but I, I think uh, Anthony Smith is going to get it done here in a huge win for his career. And in the co-main event, it's another light heavyweight scrap. Glover Teixeira facing off against Corey Anderson, another late replacement. I think Alira Latifi was scheduled to fight... Uh, I can't. I think that's right. I can't remember, but someone, whoever it was, got injured. Corey Anderson stepped up again. If Corey Anderson would win, much like Anthony Smith, huge win for his career. Glover is perennial top five, top ten guy in the division. But I don't see it happening as much with Corey. He could decent twenty five eight. He could get it done. He's a good, really solid fighter. I like him a lot. He's probably going to try to grind on. Um, Glover in the clinch and you know just use uh, position all advantage to get his strikes in maybe wrestle a little bit I just think Glover's too crafty for him we've seen Corey Anderson get knocked out in the third round a few times and it's like he'll be winning a fight and kind of cruise and have a mental lapse and I think Glover is a veteran who will take advantage of a situation like that so I'm thinking second or third round submission for Teixeira and uh, he could be back towards the title talk soon with a few more wins and uh, yeah that's pretty much all there's talk about that fight night it's not great but it's worth watching maybe the top two or three fights so there you have it quick little episode this week next week I'm not sure what movie I'm seeing but I'll I'll try to preview UFC 227. Or no, that's not next week. UFC on Fox 30. I will I will most likely preview next week with whatever else I've been watching or playing. So thank you for listening. 
don't forget you can always subscribe on iTunes, rate, review, send me any feedback at failing to tweet on Twitter, or yeah, get at me there. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.